Well, it is uh, something very remarkable to come to Melbourne and see um, one of the icons. There are also icons from medieval uh, times, but of the modern Vienna, the portrait of um, Emily Flöge as a banner along St. Kilda's Road, and <laughs> she's now cover girl <laughs> near a waterfront where this water is somehow connected with Pacific Ocean. You know, it, she did go a long way. Um, my uh, uh, lecture will not be a lecture, but a collection of remarks. Uh, you have seen this image before. You see it in the exhibition. Um, this was also a show we did do. And um, the title, Vienna was different. And uh, we combined it with, uh, uh, here's a photograph, 1900. Because 1900 means a Vienna belonging to rich families commissioning great art and design, something very special. Uh, very elitist, and uh, so, and when you say Vienna was different, and you mention 1900, that means automatically other people were living also in Vienna. And uh, this photographer Stauder was, um, well, he was commissioned by a, how you call it, um, someone who wanted to, uh, to, to save the old disappearing uh, Vienna, so he did walk around and uh, document uh, the disappearing old um, Vienna. And uh, so uh, this uh, uh, poster somehow, um, well, I will talk a little bit uh, um, about which kind of city uh, Vienna was. Though you will see some of the same images um, as Christian did show. Um, this makes it more difficult, to, uh, but it also um, helps me not to give you all the information um, I have to give. Um, and this also tells you how strong the myth uh, of Vienna 1900 is. So my second part will be talking about the Renaissance, because there are two uh, eras, actually. That's the one around 1900, which was quite short, and now something like 40 years of the renaissance of, of a new branding of Vienna. So this 1900 is actually the new brand, stronger than Baroque in the meantime. Um, and if there is some time, I hope uh, not to speak much longer than the time uh, I was given. Um, <laughs> well, this is that I'm not interrupted five minutes after the stop, only six minutes after. Uh, is maybe um, uh, puts a question, why is Klimt so popular? Um, uh, yes, I think I have to repeat it because it's so important. Vienna was a city of contradictions then, and, uh, uh, and you must imagine this um, huge three, four, five uh, stories high uh, um, apartment buildings. Not there have been a wide range. The ones for the richest doctors, journalists, uh, bank bankers who could afford to have 
this type of building in the center near Ringstrasse, but you had them also multiplicated, tens of, uh, uh, hundreds, thousands of them in the working district with quite horrible living conditions, but still better uh, than the ones uh, 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 before. Um, and, um, so, um, well, um, so you have different discourses of a city getting modern, not only the aesthetic uh, aspect of it. Uh, well, the same story. And I'm very glad uh, that uh, in the beginning of the show, a collection of our museum, this Stauder photographs, uh, which somehow uh, was found in the collection, you know, most things you find within, col within large collections. Um, and, and they really uh, bring, um, uh, bring a lot of new information. And they're quite famous in the meantime, and they open uh, the exhibition here. So we didn't just uh, bring Klimt to Melbourne. Um, just as a symbol for Ringstraße, which was a manifestation of, of a new class, of a new bourgeoisie, and it was also a manifestation of a beginning democracy with a parliament here. Uh, uh, and. Uh, but at the same time, it was the Hofburg, the Emperor's uh, palace, also on this Ringstraße. And, and it uh, was an attempt that Vienna becomes Paris, or a really uh, 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 important city. Um, so you could say these are the years when the Vienna, which was already quite a big city, it was one of the biggest cities in Europe in the 18th century. Um, we shouldn't forget. But uh, now it really became a modern uh, uh, metropolis. And um, so uh, this, uh, uh, so this historicism here in, you know, by Theophil uh, Hansen in this uh, uh, neo-Greek style was also uh, looking for styles to have a dress because this new bourgeoisie didn't have its own dress. So, um, so even this, uh, old-time-looking lo historism now, which was for the modernist of Wiener Werkstätte, something they had to fight about, was modern. It was modern because historism did mean you can choose your identity. So the more Republican uh, uh, things were in Gothic because that was coming from, from the city cultures of, of, of London and, and, and so on. Uh, um, this is a very interesting painting, uh, not only because it is by a very young unknown painter called Gustav Klimt. Uh, it, I, I want to uh, emphasize on how deeply uh, this uh, Vienna modern explosion is rooted in the 19th century. And, um, and I think one of the big discussions should be, is it a some start a new start, or is it something that the long 19th century, like historians call it, is really also covering uh, this Vienna modernism? Uh, and also, of course, you can say how far back uh, 
it goes. Uh, we will do, uh, I hope Christian was helping us, uh, a show um, Otto Wagner and, and Urban Ideas, which is an attempt to bridge 19th, 19th century and uh, 20th century. Um, what's also interesting about this picture, you see here, uh, that was the opening of the new um, royal, uh, not royal, I call imperial theater, Pun. Mm. Hoftheater, was it? The court theater. Now it, but it was now because it was a, for theater was uh, actually the new stage for the the new uh, 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 very well educated uh, uh, class. So the theater was a symbol of the of, of, of the new Ringstrasse also, and the opening. Uh, so Klimt was commissioned here, I think, together with his brother. But I'm. You know, I'm not an art historian, but I uh, think more about this to be seen on it. Uh, you know, uh, and you know, all these people who did go to the theater and, 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 and looked for, for new uh, furniture, and, and so they were portrayed here. And you see, they are still presenting them in an aristocratic style. So um, it was uh, finding uh, your own expression, your own identity. And, you know, the, the, the German liberals found it in, uh, let's say, uh, the fashion of anti-Semitism, uh, to say it uh, like this, or in a new nationalism, uh, where German writers became nationalistic writers in their view. And uh, there was a very uh, strong, because it was really the golden times of Jews in Austrian uh, society, uh, Christian mentioned it, it was possible now to buy houses and to, and to, to, to also go to university and, and so on. So, so um, they also uh, uh, did uh, now try to, to, to make Vienna more international and at the same time be very loyal to, uh, to the emperor. So you have a, a very uh, diverse uh, sociological situation. And actually the children of these people are the ones who commissioned the works by Wiener Werkstätte or uh, uh, Adolf Loos or um, did pay a lot of money for uh, paintings. And some of the children uh, did lose the money these people did earn because uh, the Wiener Werkstätte, of course, wasn't such a business as they hoped to. And, uh, you know, it always needed money. For, uh, and so the trustees have had to pay a lot. Um, uh, modernism means very much a new infrastructure for the city gas, electricity, um, public transport. And uh, Otto Wagner, who really is the key figure, I think, and it's, I'm so happy that, uh, that in this show, uh, in this marvelous show, there is uh, a first hall before you see all the famous things you, you, you come to see. Um, uh, some some uh, things, especially by Wagner, and, uh, you know, this is one of the, the um, of the of this urban railway system, which actually was not modern. It was still for steam uh, engines. At the same time, in Paris, the metro was a much more modern system. But it was uh, all, uh, seen as a, as a document of, 
of proud of pride in in uh, uh, the new uh, and in, in the new um, by Otto Wagner and uh, um, you did see this one before I think it's very interesting this uh, flyover which still is there there have been discussions to destroy it 30 years ago uh, contemporary architects did fight for it now it's still there uh, but you know the, this presentation for I don't know, maybe for the mayor or the or, or Vienna, who I don't know. Uh, the, if you look at the at the, um, at the graphic design, it is uh, uh, at the same time very much uh, 19th century. Uh, so you have very often this these double layers. Uh, um, uh, this chair is from our collection. Uh, I always think it's problematic to present it. Uh, one, of course, it's one. It's beautiful, and you have this decoration. It's by Otto Wagner, but it was a gift by the cellar master of the city of the town hall of Vienna to the 60th birthday of um, Karl Luega, uh, but who was actually something like a reactionary modernist, a technocratic uh, conservative. And uh, so he, he was really the most famous mayor till today, also because he changed the city, or under his period, uh, the city was changed. And there is maybe another uh, aspect when I say uh, Vienna got modern, or there really have been uh, firsts in Vienna, uh, and uh, also ones we are not so proud of, um, that is um, anti-Semitism, combined with uh, a new party system. So uh, the beginning of modern parties, uh, like the Christian Social, which combined with the anti-Semitic um, uh, uh, party, that was Luega's party, you know, the voting right was extended, so he addressed, at the same time, of course, there was a very so strong socialist movement and the right-wing um, German liberals, and, and they became member parties in the modern sense. And Luega was something like the, one of the first role models of the modern populistic politician. He presented himself as an image. He was very popular. He had private home stories. Uh, uh, he was uh, really a superstar. And uh, at the same time, he didn't know exactly. And the big discussion is how anti-Semitic was he and how much did he use this as a tool uh, to reach, for instance, a shoemaker who uh, fear, did fear for his business because big factories owned by Jews uh, now made shoes cheaper. You know, this was the demagogic uh, 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 core of, 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 of uh, Luega. Um, uh, again, you know, this is not a ball at the court. This was a copy of it, the ball at... Uh, the court of uh, Mayor Luega in the town hall. Again, you see uh, uh, a, a new class uh, uh, which copies uh, the aristocratic appearances. And uh, yes, I, I think everybody about uh, everything about the apartment buildings that, that Wagner, of course, also started. You know, he is like uh, Klimt, the older generation of, of the new uh, uh, artists and designers. So they have really this, this very interesting development from 
are uh, uh, working within the um, um, the conventions of uh, uh, late 19th century to finding very new, um, very, very radical and very critical uh, positions. Um, well, um, um, this photo actually would il illustrate something I want to talk a bit later. Um, it is, uh, you know, a one-to-one -one reconstruction um, of this uh, very cool and stylish and very modern, also because it uses uh, modern material like aluminium, transparency, uh, fantastic uh, typ typography, typography by um, uh, Wagner for a newspaper. And this uh, reconstruction was made for the most important uh, uh, show in 1885, um, orchestrated by Hans Hollein the architect, uh, um, Traum and Wirklichkeit, Dream and Reality, Vienna, 1870-1930. And because it, this show was produced by the museum, by Wien Museum, then the Historisches Museum, so it's now in our collection. And it's uh, here, we can, uh, we did uh, happily bring it to Melbourne because it can be presented because we have very high uh, ceilings. Um, uh, I think very much that uh, modern also behind this, this um, old type facades, there also have been more and more modern construction methods like concrete, iron, and so on. So um, these ideas of, uh, of Wagner and, 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 and Loos that the building should be a machine, uh, should work like a machine. Uh, which means you don't need more than you need uh, uh, that it works and also be uh, beautiful. Um, this was at the, um, uh, but mainly I show this, uh, you know, it's from the Postal Savings Bank to tell a little bit about uh, the guest curators. Um, Christian Wittering and Paul Asenbaum, when they were students, um, it was a period when all the furniture of this bank was uh, they wanted to get rid of. They did uh, bring it uh, to the streets and people could collect it. And much of the things uh, ended with junk dealers and uh, among the ones, and it was something like a test after 50 years of forgetting the quality of this. And uh, you know, don't forget, uh, emigration also didn't mean emigration um, of knowledge, emigration of intelligence, especially Vienna was much more provincial after the Jewish intelligence and uh, was forced to emigrate by the Nazis. And uh, so um, the, the, uh, this expertise uh, is based on, on, uh, um, on uh, feeling there's something we should invest uh, uh, in. And uh, yes, some of the things uh, they did find then, I think, are now in world famous collections. Some chairs, we did so, see before this beautiful chair. And um, uh, also they did uh, uh, steal somehow the columns uh, of the railway station by Otto Wagner, because also they were to be destroyed and uh, they 
are gifts now at our museum. Actually, we don't know what to do with them. They are so heavy. So, um, yeah, uh, Vienna, uh, 2002 million, uh, a growing city, a, a dynamic city, and uh, well, when when Wagner did do his, well, it's a kind of utopia, a functional utopia. You know, when the city grows and it will have four million people, everybody, no, I don't think everybody was sure about it, but it was a possibility. Uh, so he developed a modular system. Actually, it has also a very authoritarian element in it. When you think about the modern city ideas of Le Corbusier or, or, um, or, or others. So um, the, the idea of multiplication. So you see there have been within this um, uh, 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 new culture, which, which was so, you did see the chair for Loega, you know, in a, in a, in a mini, uh, so you have really the, um, uh, you had very, the details have been fantastic. At the same time, there was a big thinking. Um, and, well, but Vienna was not growing. Vienna was a shrinking city after First World War, after losing the hinterland, after not being any more a center of uh, 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 imperium, where everybody who was talented, like Hoffmann, they had to go to Vienna to make a career. Nobody could make a career in Krakow or in, in, in Moravia. And now, uh, you know, it was a city where not the money was anymore uh, uh, to buy, so the art dealing and everything went down. Um, Majolica House, um, well, this is a case that today it gets a lot of photographs by tourists because it's so beautiful. It's picturesque. So modernism became the symbol of, of the picturesque, of the uh, beautiful postcard. You choose, should I buy a picture postcard of, of uh, Baroque or uh, Secession? You know, the both are as far away from the present, uh, uh, the same. They're both very old age, and, but with one difference I want to talk about. Uh, well, this is a museum I'm director of. Otto Wagner uh, made a project in the early 20th century for a new city museum of Vienna. Of course, it was never built. We have now at the same time near St. Charles Cathedral, a very central location near Secession and the Opera. Um, another building, um, well, uh, maybe it wouldn't, it would one of these buildings where we cannot put in a nail. Maybe we, are, we sh should be happy uh, that there are now plans to, to build a, a, a new landmark for the, for the Wien Museum uh, with contemporary architecture. Uh, I, 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 yes, when I put together um, yesterday uh, uh, the, the, the images, um, I didn't find uh, this quite interesting photograph of the 50s. It, it's, a, it's a quite uh, moderate but, but uh, quality 1950 building, like Stedelijk Museum in Amsterdam, this type of museum, but very small. And, and, but it was the first museum the Republic did build. Because, uh, so uh, our colleagues, Kunstdeutsches, Belvedere, Albertina, they live in the buildings of, of the monarchy, of the very old Austria. So, uh, so this, uh, you know, the, the Republic so far, all the music, Musikverein, uh, Opera, so 
it, it still misses a bit uh, the culture, doesn't live in modern buildings in Vienna. I think it's a big problem. The Hoffman chair. Um, I don't want to talk about them in detail. Um, just to say, well, it's a, it's a big breakthrough to design beautiful things like this. But in Vienna, never there was a radical modernism. Uh, so Bauhaus in the 30s was really very, very minority. Uh, 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 so you had this tradition of handicraft. Uh, in a new way, in a reformed way, and Wiener Werkstätte, uh, um, because it was, uh, it copied in a certain way the ideas of the arts and crafts movement, uh, it was criticizing the modern industrialization, the, the products, uh, so it wasn't industrial design, it was, it was individual design for people who, who could afford it. And uh, so, uh, so the Vienna modernism somehow is an old-fashioned modernism, or a tradition. Old-fashioned is silly. Uh, uh, it had a lot of its traditions. So these Biedermeier uh, connections, I think, are, are so important. Um, yeah, uh, and. Um, Actually, I chose this because uh, one of the special things is that the, uh, the architects became designers, the graphic designers became painters like Colomosa, and it's not a model for a building. It is, uh, of course, for a table by Hoffmann. And uh, I mean, there was a philosophy of less is more, of minimalism in a certain way, but without the idea of multiplicated. I think that's uh, very important. And you still have the richness of the ornament, even when things are reduced. Um, geometric, also with the organic, um, especially in the jewelry, uh, where you really think parts of the jewels are parts of the dresses of Emilie Flöge or uh, Adele Blochbauer. Or, um, and actually, that's Emilie Flöge. Uh, who was a businesswoman, and I think that's very interesting with the erotic uh, uh, drawings. Uh, While well, these were models, uh, and, and painters had fun with them, and so. Uh, but uh, the portraits, they have been portraits of society ladies. And in this case, the lifelong companion of Klimt, she was a very successful businesswoman bringing in the new style to Vienna from Paris and London. She was very informed. Vienna becoming international-minded, open. I think that also was very important, like uh, bringing in Van Gogh or, uh, and trying to get it to an Austrian museum and this kind of things. And uh, her salon, her, her, her boutique, uh, uh, was really a, a, a meeting place for I think if we would have a record, what was what, what the women did talk there about how uh, choosing uh, what did Emily Flöge say? Why did she should choose this uh, dress or this hat? This would be, I think, documents as important as the writings of um, of Freud. <laughs> uh, and. Um, uh, Agnes uh, did uh, give a hint to it before. Um, it was not find, uh, It was not the beginning of something new. Uh, the, be the Vienna modernism was a very well informed uh, modernism about things going on just a little bit before. 
so uh, one of uh, the great paintings of, 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 of Schiele is a homage to Van Gogh. You did see before how important it was for the secessionists to have a Van Gogh painting in Vienna. Another example, uh, there was an exhibition of Ferdinand Hodler, this uh, 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 Swiss painter at the secession, and Coleman Moser, who was one of the masterminds of this, who, who became then a painter, and he married a very, very rich industrial daughter. So he had a villa in the mountains and could there paint, but he somehow copied uh, Hodler. Uh, and uh, so it was uh, a lot of it, uh, was of it, and uh, so it, it, so Vienna was a laboratorium of developing things which were uh, found somewhere else, less so in philosophy and psychoanalysis and, and writers like Schiele, all this exploration of the mind, of the inner. Uh, this was uh, much more original, I think, than uh, the visual culture, uh, which doesn't mean that the visual culture is not excellent. Um, why did I put in this picture? Because it's a glimpse I've never seen before. It's from Washington, and it is in this marvelous show, which combines uh, things uh, which normally cannot be combined anymore. Um, so I'm, we're actually very glad that we, in our collection of this museum, um, is uh, the Wien Museum, is, is an art museum in a certain way, but also is a historical museum, it's archeological museum, fashion museum, it is a museum of, 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 of uh, normal things. Uh, and uh, so, and it is, uh, that's why we think it has such a potential for a future key museum in Vienna. Um, actually, our one of our slogans is, news from the past, maybe it has to do with my journalistic uh, background, and um, that we can combine these Gesamtkunstwerk ideas. Also Biedermeier is a kind of, of, of Gesamtkunstwerk. Um, uh, and because in this collection, because you know in Albertino they have drawings, in the Belvedere they have these great uh, paintings, uh, and, so, and we have uh, uh, all these, um, categories of, of, of all medias, actually, also architecture. So we can, could bring the architectural models uh, besides the secession model, which is not from our collection. Um, yeah, I know why I wanted to see, because when there was an exhibition in Liverpool, uh, 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 Klimt and Wiener Werkstätte, some years ago, um, I did read a comment in The Guardian, the British paper, The Guardian, and I was very surprised because we are used that everybody says, wow, claimed uh, the greatest, most expensive artist of the world and so on. And there was <laughs> an article, it started with Gustav Klimt, this minor master from Vienna. <laughs> you know, I think, and then uh, actually at, at um, first of all, I, I noted that in, in Great Britain there was never this uh, uh, craziness for, for Vienna modernism. Even with V&A Museum, they have great uh, collections of, of this Wiener Werkstätte furniture and so on. But um, his argument was that um, Klimt, uh, he didn't... Uh, he didn't start a new movement. Uh, he compared it with Picasso. After Picasso, the art of the 20th century changed. Uh, Klimt was something like the end of an era. 
So the last blossoming, and what a blossoming, but it didn't go on after Klimt. Uh, so uh, uh, this was meant, but I still think he shouldn't have called him a minor master. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I'm also victim of our myth-making, you know. I have to say, because also the tourist board is in Melbourne, um, <laughs> so I have to say, Klimt is the best painter in the world, and <laughs> you should all come to see to Vienna, and we have even Klimt cakes. <laughs> and uh, this uh, is the second part. I don't know if I have time for a second part, but uh, I try my best. Uh, that uh, you cannot underestimate for this history of Vienna, that after all this being forgotten, really, or, or seen as uh, bad taste, or seen as kitsch, or actually nobody, nobody being interested, but no, academ no academic studies, uh, no exhibitions. So in 65, the city of Vienna, and then slowly, uh, the interest did grow, so it was something like, like uh, calling back an era, and now uh, uh, this is part of the of 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 today's identity of Vienna. That's I think something happily very rare. Um, I don't think if Toulouse-Lautrec ever was forgotten in Paris, I th so there was no continuity in 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 um, this. And uh, it was verdrängt. I didn't find in the dictionary the English word for verdrängt. Hmm? Repressed, which is a very good word because it means more than forgotten. It also means that there is guilt involved. And there is guilt involved in this phenomenon. Um, uh, because, um, of course, this re... Uh, uh, this, this bringing back or this new, new interest when, when uh, there was this international interest. And so uh, suddenly Vienna had in the past, uh, beside the, the Habsburg Empress, something of, of international importance. Vienna after 45 was a very provincial state, was very narrow, was a poor state, was on the periphery of the Western world, and suddenly uh, there again, we learned, uh, wow, Vienna was the cultural capital of the world for, so one of the capitals uh, of the world. And uh, this made proud uh, somehow because, uh, and everybody did know there has been mainly Jewish intellectuals, Jewish business people who, who funded all this, and uh, Jewish writers, and so, um, it, um, but uh, you know, also the, the the Nazi period was back 30 years, so it was not easy to welcome back the Jews. It was like, oh, you are the ones who saved Vienna. Wow, uh, uh, tourism blooms. So this has a quite a cynic. Is is a cynic? I want to quote a writer called Hilde Spiel, who did write uh, in the 70s, I think. Yes, even the Jews, who they wanted, to, they wanted to get rid of, the Viennese miss today. Um, I told you about uh, that uh, the bringing back uh, uh, early 20th century had to do a lot with, with the avant-garde intelligence of, of very few people, like Paul Asenbaum and 
and Christian Wittering, or the parents of uh, Paul Arsenbaum. And, uh, and, and what was very important that the new uh, analysis uh, of this and the and, and uh, the, the um, uh, combining the species of art with a panorama of, of, of the society of uh, 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 Vienna as a whole was done not by Austrian scholars at all. Uh, and it was exclusively done by uh, mostly uh, American, but not only scholars. They, the impulses for a new valuation came from them, uh, uh, like the Fin de Siècle Vienna, the book by Karl Schorsky, which was actually a combination of, of articles he did write as early as 63 or 64. Uh, Wittgenstein's Vienna, early 70s, especially the early 70s were bloom years, if you can say this, um, uh, by uh, Yannick Tulmin. And uh, the thesis of all this was these few years before 1914 were the most fruitful, or one of the most fruitful, original and creative period in the history of Austria, or especially of Vienna. But Vienna was Austria in the intellectual or artistic uh, um, terms. And uh, so I'm, well, it's fantastic that one of, of, of these new interpreters of Austria and Austrian mind is among us and will have a speech today, uh, Professor William M. Johnston, um, who did, well, I was a student in history then. It was a totally new perspective how these writers did uh, analyze Vienna and did uh, tell how much it has to do with social, sociological uh, uh, development uh, and so on. And, and why in Austria culture became the key issue for these uh, uh, changes. Culture was like a, well, it, maybe it wasn't an interesting culture, but culture was a unifier, a, a, a catalyst in somehow. Um, and uh, then we had uh, this really groundbreaking exhibition Traum und Wirklichkeit, uh, uh, 1985, which was followed by a lot of exhibitions. Actually, the treasures of Vienna museums did travel very often in this period because it was like foreign policy to, to bring it. And they have been in, in, in Canada and Venice and Paris and later on a lot in Japan and so on. And, um, and so the myth became a reality because it, it did fill hotels and uh, so it was, uh, it was more real and more broadcasting than it was uh, originally, when it was very, uh, I, I liked very much uh, the image you did show, the Majolica house by Wagner surrounded by normal houses, you know, there were islands and, and now, people did go to Vienna to, to find these buildings and imagine this is Vienna. But Vienna was different. And uh, uh, so dream and reality. I mean, the dream was more successful in this show than, um, uh, than the attempts to talk about reality. Um, and uh, I, uh, 
Uh, of course, it was a merchandising offensive and so on and so on. And secession is now the most bought uh, of the picture postcards. There's no more old building than the new secession. You know? And it is sometimes combined with, with images. You have, when you have picture postcards with three images, it's St. Stephen's Cathedral, there's uh, Schönbrunn Castle, and secession. You see, it's part of the canon of traditional Austria. Uh, uh, I found uh, a, 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 a writer called Wolfgang Bircher uh, did find Austria after these catastrophes of this century did find a happy childhood. Uh, well, yeah, and uh, for museums, uh, it is not easy. First of all, the time is over to do this large exhibition. So a show like this is not... Uh, possibly more. Agnes did say yesterday you have to walk to five museums to find these great uh, combinations and so on. Um, so we do more or less specialized exhibitions on certain aspects. So uh, uh, you see the Flöge, we did this I think three years ago, nine it was about the jewelry. Uh, and uh, first of all, uh, Klimt uh, did. Uh, Donate or did give this Christmas presents, the most beautiful brushes by Hoffmann and so on. He was rich, so he could afford them because they were very expensive. And uh, uh, so it was also a chance to bring Emily Flöge in, in a special context and not just to present her and present her and present her. And, uh, and this was a cooperation we're very proud of with the Neue Galerie in uh, New York because. Uh, the Lauder family and the other ones connected it, they hesitate in a certain way to bring back things to Vienna where they were driven out uh, 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 70 years before. Some of these uh, fantastic pieces are in the show. They are small. Please look at them. They, in them you find everything from architecture, this is the architecture uh, by Hoffmann, to this sensibility for colors, for material, for, but also what that ornament is geometric at the same time, it's natural. And um, actually, um, thinking about what I should tell, I thought it was a bit uh, this criticism of the mass culture, because it was criticized of industrial age mass culture. Um, it was a bit like today when you uh, have slow food. You don't want to eat hamburgers, but you need a lot of money to, 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 to uh, buy fish. You know exactly the fisherman uh, who lives a thousand miles away, and you know the driver because he drives with hybrid uh, gas to your house. So um, it was a bit like this, you know. Ah, this is my favorite painting in the show. Uh, and it also, because Karl Moll is a bit the forgotten hero, it has to do, beca uh, he became a horrible Nazi later. Uh, well, no, he was not the only one of the Vienna Museum. Also, Hoffmann was a, a very reactionary figure later on. That maybe that, but um, it, it, was a, it was a moment, you know, it was a moment. And uh, it's by Karl Moll, it's uh, uh, from our collection, Interior. I, I think here you feel that all this has also to do uh, with everyday life. 
the dream to live a more open, more fresh, more light, and, and how the light falls in. That's a private house, uh, and the daughter of Karl Moll. And uh, it is in a Hoffman style, partly by Hoffman, partly so on, and, and the colors. And the, I mean, and you see, this is our, and 20 years before, the typical flat of a, of a rich painter would be dark curtains, no daylight in, you know. And it's also very clever painting, if you look uh, how the light is reflecting inside. Uh, the time, I'm really ready, yes. Um, this leads me to uh, uh, the final remarks. Uh, why is um, especially Klimt and some aspects of uh, Vienna modernism so popular? I think it has to do with something Susan Sontag did call mid cult. What did she mean? She did mean writers like Hemingway, um, things which have quality but are easy accessible. Uh, you can like them if you know nothing about it. I think this show is so important, and the catalog especially, because it shows you how much theory is behind these beautiful things and how much um, 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 background you should know. But um, it's a bit like the Van Gogh phenomenon phenomenon, uh, the paintings become more famous than, uh, or, or they, they, they are, I mean, Andy Warhol is very similar. You know, you, you, uh, the images overshadow uh, the artist, but in both cases, a new uh, attitude to treat the, sub, the subsurface is quite similar with Andy Warhol and, uh, and uh, Gustav Klimt. And I think, uh, uh, something which was elitist did become uh, popular, popular art, because uh, it had this high and low uh, in, uh, in itself. And, um, and uh, especially Wiener Werkstätte, which is not so popular, but highly admired in the art market and the auctions, and, and the, mm, the, the very best collectors try to have them. I mean, there's still a snob factor. Uh, which is very important. Uh, the the, the self-esteem, well, I have a very good taste. And um, and I, I don't say this, not critically, it's, it's important to have taste. And uh, it has, and, and so this combination of very popular, very broad uh, aspects and, and this uh, high quality you must know a little about, I think is, is part of it. Um, uh, thank you, and I also would uh, repeat, remark in the first lecture, you should see this show two times. You should read the texts very well, they're great. And it is much more than, than oh, now we have famous pictures in Melbourne. It is, this is a great show. And uh, please read the catalogue, not three times, but carefully. <laughs> thank you very much.